Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Podcast. Almost didn't get that one out today. (laughs) I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. So before we dive in today, more SiteLock awesomeness. Uh, And not only does SiteLock website security give you an unparalleled level of protection for your WordPress website, you can also take advantage and control these defenses from the convenience of your WordPress dashboard. With the SiteLock plugin for WordPress, you can monitor and manage your security settings, get real-time security updates, and keep latency, that's a big word, uh, between identifying and correcting issues to a minimum. Learn more at sitelock.com forward slash WPChick. So I mentioned last week, guys, that I have um, signed up for SiteLock Protection, and it's great. They're working with my host, and they're getting all that stuff taken care of. So the video is coming soon. And uh, we're going to jump into the episode today. I'm pretty pumped. We're going to cover a few things. I got to whine for a minute. <laughs> it's hot here, you guys. It's like 105 degrees or something. It's crazy. And, you know, um, I'm going <laughs> to talk about this a uh, little bit down the road where today's episode is WordPress visual editors hanging with Troy Dean and Freedom Papers. And so, yeah, I was. it was so fun to connect with Troy Dean in person last night, but this is how awesome, awesomely worth it Troy is. Do you like that? I'm going to make up the verbiage as we go. But yeah, I I had to go into San Francisco three days in a row, which if anybody listening to this knows the Bay Area at all, and if you understand that I'm probably a little bit closer to Sacramento than San Francisco, I'm going to have to do the mileage one of these days. Um, yeah, like it, it's a good two hours in because of the amount of traffic in the Bay Area. So I'll fill you in on last night, but it was so crazy because I was, um, we GoDaddy hosted this event and it was a great and made some great connections at GoDaddy. Awesome guys. Um, I think I'm going to be writing some content, uh, for them. And it, so we're, we're at this, their, their, their workspace. And, um, I got, we were there till a little bit after nine and then we went next door to this bar, just had like one more drink and hanging out. Of course, I had a lot of water too. I was driving. Um, but, I left the city. I was getting on the freeway at 1145 last night, you guys. I'm like, I'll be home like in an hour, right? Oh, no. (laughs) It was a Giants game. Uh, Go Giants. But yeah, Giants came let out. And because it's a weeknight so late, that's when they do construction on the Bay Bridge. So they had three lanes closed on the bridge. It took me an hour to simply get across the bridge, which should have taken me 10 minutes tops. Um, and then of course I had to go to the bathroom, like no one's business. So I was like, well, which direction I go? It was just, <laughs> I got home at like one I'm a little sleepy today. So <laughs> you might be in for something very interesting. Let's just say this. So today's episode, uh, like I mentioned is WordPress visual editors hanging with Troy Dean and freedom papers. I thought I would do a little bit of an update on WordPress visual editors. I know I've talked about them before. I have specifically talked about the Thrive Content Builder and Beaver Builder because I use them both and I use them a lot. But I'm fascinated by this space and I I think we're just going to see a lot more of these. Um, And and I'm thinking of doing sort of like 
it's such an overused word, but like a big epic post, right? Where I talk about each and then there's a video and I talk about each and a video and all that kind of stuff. So on one page, you could sort of get this overview. And a lot of people do these review posts in their, um, they are uh, screenshots only. Sorry, I was trying to move my window. I should not be doing like try attempting to do anything but talk. <laughs> I think today would probably be best. Um and it was interesting because last night, you know, at this, this was the meetup was a WP Elevation. So Troy Dean uh, is one of the co-founders of WP Elevation. He had a podcast. They did the Rockstar launches, um, which is an interesting direction that he's going in. And I'm going to get him back on and we're going to talk about, you know, he kept saying this over and over. I was like, pulling back the curtain, pulling back the curtain. And which is what I mentioned to John and I are doing on Freedom Papers, because there's something about that. You really just want to know how it's done, right? So anyways, um, so most of the people there last night were from, were WP Elevators. And so I'll have freelance WordPress businesses and a handful of them, you know, are said the same thing because there's such this um, stigma against visual builders and content builders. And there's, there's this, oh gosh, it's, you know. And I've not taken a poll, you guys. I've not talked to like X amount of people to have this opinion. It's just in, in the space that I've been in. But, you know, there's this whole idea of, you know, it's it's not clean code. It's too heavy on the site. The site's going to run slower. If you take it out, it's a mess. All these things, right? So, you know, but in talking to people last night, a lot of people were like, what does the client want? If If you were to say to a client, I can use this or I can code it from scratch, you're not going to know the difference. Meaning visually, the site's not going to load slower. Your customers aren't going to know. And guess what? You could actually manage this if you wanted to. If the customer wants the page builder, wouldn't that be the, the smarter choice? But I thought, you know, before we write them off, let's talk a little bit about when and why you'd want to use a page builder. And I, I'm not, for what it's worth, I because I'm going to talk about a few other ones in this in this episode, I'm not going to get into JVZoo. I, you got, I probably sound like such a hypocrite because I've bought so much crap on JVZoo. And I say crap because I buy it and I play with it and then it, I forget I own it. Um, and next thing you know, I've taken the one time offer and I'm like, what am I subscribing to every month? So <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're canceling all of those. Um, but it's unfortunate with JVZoo because I think there's a lot of great products that come out, but they're so into this fast cash. And they don't give anything time to grow and develop. I'm like, what if you, do you guys remember, um, see, here you go. I can't even remember the name of it now. It was, um, it was a, uh, like a, it was, it was a video plugin, um, like a computer, a desk, a web app, not a, it wasn't cloud-based. You downloaded it and you could create, it wasn't explained to you. I'm really drawing a blank, but it was super easy way to create like explainer videos and, you know, animated and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's not even supported. I maybe two years ago, but it could have grown into something really fantastic. I don't know why these guys do this, but because to me, I'm like, you're chasing the payday instead of building an asset and building a business. But I guess they know they're new and they're not into it. So maybe they're laughing all the way to the bank. I don't know. But at the same time, I wonder the sustainability of, building a reputation off of that. But we're going to not, that's not what today's episode is about. So, um, you know, if you look at, let's, let's talk about, you know, 
the purpose of, of a page builder. And if you look at, at why the guys at Beaver Builder created their awesome plugin, it was simple. They wanted to find a way to be more efficient with their client work. And um, I will link to both the podcast interviews with Beaver Builder in this post. It's funny because I'm sitting here looking at all these links and how is it I didn't link to my own podcast episodes. I've been going through mouse hell. Long story. <laughs> I'm not going to bore you with it. Um, but so they literally did this because they found themselves repeating tasks, right? So they were doing certain things across the board on, on different client sites. And so it's like they could deploy it much quicker by using the page builder because there's templates. And that's something that, you know, as I started writing this post, I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this big epic post, because some of these come with templates and some of these don't, and, and some come with certain templates. And, you know, so we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, but do let me know, you guys. I don't want to go create this post if people are like, nah, whatever, we can find them. Um, but I will do it um, if you guys want it. So the whole point is that Beaver Builder built the solution that they needed. And you have to remember that less time on a project does not mean it has less value. You're still providing the client with what they want, but you're doing it quicker. Like, isn't that a win-win? You know, it's it's kind of like um, just because something takes you a half an hour to do something doesn't mean it doesn't have have value or that someone's not willing to pay truly what you're worth. Because remember, you're not just bringing a half an hour to the table. You're bringing your time, your skills, your expertise, you know, all of that to to the situation. Um, so just remember that just because you can get something done quicker doesn't mean a $5,000 site all of a sudden becomes a $2,500 site. That's BS. That's, that's not the way this works. And so again, I know some of the arguments are, you know, the code issue, um, site load time, all that stuff. But I think we need to look at this from the bigger picture. First of all, most of these tools are getting better and better. Some use the WordPress customizer and <laughs> I don't know what it is with that. And me, you guys, but I really get like, I, I don't, it just doesn't feel fluid to me that the elements that I'm editing are still on the left, even though it's visual and I can see it. You know, I, I think I just need to do it more often is probably it. Or I've gotten so spoiled with Thrive and Beaver Builder because they're front, front end visual builders and it's who knows. Um, but I do think these tools are getting a lot better. And so, you know, the more time you spend doing it, because it might not feel intuitive necessarily when you start, but it's just like anything else. I'm sure, gosh, you know, what was interesting is when I was talking to the guys at GoDaddy last night, they have a bunch of new stuff coming out for WordPress, which is interesting. And there's been this whole GoDaddy hosting black, right? But they do have managed WordPress hosting. It's getting better because they, there are still so many people and we forget about this when we've been in the space for a while, but there are still so many people that are just getting started with a WordPress site. And so the onboarding of that process is something that they're working on streamlining for the client who signs up for hosting. They get the WordPress install. And it's like, well, now what do I do? You know, it, you just forget that it's not as intuitive because you've been doing it for a while. Right. So, um, you know, I think that that that's part of it with these page builders. Um, because one of the latest tools that I have found and I'm going to spend some more time in it is Elementor. And you guys are going to hear about that in a minute. Um, but here's a few things that I was thinking about as I was, I was writing this post that you might want to take into consideration when deciding if you want to use a page builder. And first of all, what I would recommend doing also, um, first of all, also, does that even make sense? I don't know. 
set up a, uh, a dev URL, set up a dummy site, whether it's a domain, a dumb domain that you've got reseller hosting, set up a playground for yourself. And I have always done this. I never test something on the WordPress check. I never just install it on my primary site and go, oh, I'm going to run with this. One, because Lord knows I don't need any more plugins in that site. Um, but it's like the only time I'll do, what did I add recently? It was um, the nofollow, right? When you're doing hyperlinks and stuff that you can already open it in a new window, but I wanted to do the nofollow attribute. So, but other than that, set up a dummy site where you can test this. So the first thing you want to think about when if and when you're going to use one of these, or what are the goals with the site? So meaning, you know, is the goal, is it a static, if it's for, if it's for a client, is it more of a brochure site? Is it like a static site? They're not going to be creating content. They're not going to be selling. Maybe the only thing they're doing is they want to get indexed. They want to come up in Google local. They want um, to generate leads, but really set some tangible goals that you can, that you can establish in the beginning and that you can measure. All right. So if it's something that you're going to be doing consistently and the site's going to be growing, think about how, how you want to manage that. Right. And I'll tell you that I have a tendency to look at page builders and it would be interesting to do a whole site from start to finish with a page builder. What I have a tendency to do is still use Genesis um, and so I install that and I install a child theme that, you know, has the basic styles that I want to inherit. And then I will use, and I know this is redundant for you guys if you've listened a lot, but some of you were kind of new. So I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. Uh, the Thrive Content Builder I use for, for marketing pages, right? Sales pages, squeeze pages, landing pages, webinar pages, all of that, right? They've got amazing templates. They're beautiful. They're responsive. They work well. They convert. Okay. And I'm going to recommend again, even if you're not going to buy the products, if you subscribe to Thrive Themes, their their content, their blog, they're constantly testing you guys. And like, I know that as an affiliate for them, that if I do my job in sharing why I like it, what I use it for, all that kind of stuff. And if somebody clicks through, my job is done. Not that everybody's going to buy right away, but because their conversion, they 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 test conversions, they work on that. That if someone clicks over, I've got a decent chance of making an affiliate sale because they do a good job. So again, set those tangible goals that you want to establish and then measure. So ever since I worked with uh, the Jason Horning agency for my Facebook ads last, uh, you know, December, January, um, it's really creating those KPIs. What are your goals? How many subscribers? How many, you know, page views? Set those from the beginning and look at it. And as much as I talk about measuring and data, you guys, I don't necessarily enjoy doing it. I'm just going to be super forthright and honest with you. I don't necessarily enjoy doing it. So find a way that it works for you or hire somebody. There are a lot of people that'll go run stats and data for you that will cost you, you know, 10 bucks an hour and just, just get someone to go pull that data for you. And then you can look at it. Um, a couple other things. Uh, so like I mentioned, do you want to use the visual builder for every page or for certain pages? So what I was starting to say is I will use Genesis for the, the bulk of the site and then for specific types of pages. Maybe it's a portfolio page. Maybe it's an about us. I'm ta- this is in my head. I'm thinking Beaver Builder specifically. Um, they've got some great content type templates that you can pull in. So, you know, but some of the basics, I'll just use Genesis and I have a tendency to simply use just a default blog post, right? Although I am, sorry if you heard that noise, I have crazy dogs that have to go in and out in the 105 degree weather. I have um, 
a post I'm about to publish, uh, an updated overview of the Thrive Content Builder because so many things have changed like the original post I did. It's got to be like two years old. And so I thought, all right, write the post using the Content Builder. (coughs) Excuse me. Makes sense, right? It was a super easy experience. (laughs) Piece of cake. Obviously, I knew it would be, but I just, you know, you kind of get... Creature of habit, right? I'm so used to writing in the WordPress editor that um, when it comes to, you know, laying out pages is one thing, but just creating content, I have a tendency just to use the editor. I'm like, maybe not anymore. Um, all right. So another question for you is, is the site for a client? Because if it is, are they going to manage the site or are you going to manage the site? And so you need to remember that if, if you're going to hand off a site to a client using a page builder, this dog is really making me crazy. You guys comes to the door. Oh my lord! You know this whole thing. I sold my house and all this kind of stuff. I've got a friend staying with me, so I literally moved my desk into my bedroom. And there's a sliding glass door out to the backyard, and so in and out, in and out all day. Um, this is when I well, I can't record at Starbucks, but I'm like, find a closet, <laughs> put yourself in, it and record. Um, but but if the client's going to be managing the site. Either you're going to have to show them or make sure you've got some documentation so they understand how to use the page builder and how to manage that. The other thing I think is key is is support. So what is the support like for the visual builder you're using? And so this comes, this is a perfect example of why I wouldn't recommend a JVZoo product because the support might be great, you know, three months after the launch, but then you might be toast. So um, make sure that whatever it is you're using that, you know, decent track record. And I have a tendency to a lot of these tools also come with a free plugin in the WordPress repository. So you'll see reviews in there. You'll see how up to date the plugin is. Um, you know, I don't go look at change logs and that's the whole updates on the plugins and stuff. I do when there's an update in the dashboard and I'll be like, you know, view change. Log. And so you can see. And if it's just bug fix, bug fix, it's good that they do that, but it's kind of boring to me, so I don't go there. But I like to see new features and stuff. But, you know, so check when when was the last version of WordPress that it was compatible with. Um, so just kind of do a little bit of homework. But support is key for this, I think. And, you know, in this example, we're going to talk a little bit more about Thri- uh, Beaver Builder. I mean, there is this huge community around this plugin now. And so people help each other out. There's a, a Facebook group and it's open to anybody. Uh, the Beaver Builder guys are in there often talking with people and they encourage sharing and stuff. Um, but just look around and see what kind of um, support is available for the tool you're using. And then, of course, you want to make sure it works well with other plugins and themes. So with, um, like I mentioned, Elementor. Elementor? Elementor? I don't know how you want to say it. Um, but I mentioned that and it's great because they'll tell you that it's compatible with everything. And of course, I, I don't. I can't even fathom what that's like in terms of testing and managing it. But, in ter- you know, I use Genesis, like I said. So there's some pretty major theme companies and frameworks and stuff out there. And so they're compatible with a- most of those, right? So obviously there's no way any of these um, plugins, these page builder companies could test every single <laughs> environment. Wouldn't that be magic uh, in terms of what plugins? But they're compatible with everything standard, right? Excuse me. And then um, you want to think too, if you can complete the site in half the time while maintaining the quality and it accomplishes everything you want, you know, really map out like, why wouldn't you want to use this? Now, it might be quicker for you to code it. It might be quicker for you just to do it the way you've done it. 
But at the same time, you guys, I don't think these are going anywhere. I don't think page builders are like the latest, greatest. It's, it's streamlining. It's getting easier. It's getting better to build these things. And it's not, God, I saw something, um, some product hunt. Was it bit, bitbox? I, I apologize, you guys, but it was, it was another builder. And if you look at cards, Q A R D S, um, it's built using WordPress, but it's another kind of individual platform that you, and I haven't dug into cards, which is why I'm not going to get into it, but there's a lot of other options out there. And so if you have, you know, an agency or a company and a freelancer, it's like, do what the clients want. And, and so you can figure out in terms of pricing. And I always look at, you know, the, the value is your skill set and what you bring to the table for the client. Um, but you know, really map out why you wouldn't want to use it from the customer's perspective. You know, like you may say it's going to slow the site down, but is it going to slow it down like an eighth of a second that a client wouldn't notice? So again, I, I, I'm certainly not going to have this argument. I'm just sharing some thoughts and ideas on this uh, because I don't care enough to defend it, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I don't mean that to be snarky, but I just, I, this is exactly what I just, I stay out of that conversation pretty much um, and just want to help my audience. So there you go. And lastly, you want to think if it's for you or is it for a client, but how often do you want to change things around? If you're a theme flipper and you got to change stuff around all the time, then, you know, it, it, on one hand, they could be great for you because they're easy to change around. On the other hand, what gets left over on a page or a post with that content if you deactivate it and all of a sudden you want to use a different builder? So you have to kind of look at all of these scenarios, right? All right. So with all of that being said, uh, the page builders I want to talk about today, and I'm not going to go into um, like super crazy. Okay. We're not going to pre-qualify anymore. Let's just jump in, right? All right. So... <laughs> I have, um, I've already talked to you guys so many times about the Thrive Content Builder and I won't go into massive details about it because I've got links and uh, so this podcast episode will be live on Thursday, July 28th. Um, the post that I'm doing should be out Friday or Saturday. Okay. I've got four videos. I'm doing a PDF. I may launch the post without the PDF initially, just so I can get the post out there. But I've done four new videos. One is simply an overview. One is building a landing page. One is creating a custom review box. Like if you want to do product reviews or whatever. Um, and it's funny because they did one too. They're very different though. So it goes to show you I wasn't like just copying them. Um, and then another one is how to add icons and fonts uh, for people that are new to that. But, you know, I've explained a handful of times, you know, why I use Thrive. Um, and it's... I, I, like I said, I've really enjoyed using it in the as a standard post for the post I'm working on. Um, but one of the things I just love again is, you know, Thrive themes are not going anywhere, guys, and they have amazing support. Their forums are great. Um, and like if you have an issue, you know, the default first check, of course, is you know deactivate and reactivate your plugins, check your theme compatibility, that kind of stuff. But if you're stuck then you can send them a login and they'll log in and they'll look at things for you. Um, but more than likely someone else has had the issue. So you, I, I've been able to find it. Um, I've, I've been able to find it in the forum that someone else has posted the question. So that's, that's really not a big deal. Um, so thrive content builder, you guys know, I love it and what I use it for. Same thing. Beaver builder. <laughs> I really need to do an up cause I had done a thank you for my homepage 
an old homepage on the site, not the one I have right now. And um, I, I should do, now that I've done this Thrive one, I should do sort of an overview for the beginner, right? On Beaver Builder. I'm not going to get into custom coding with Beaver Builder. Um, and, and you guys know that I, I need to have Thrive themes back on the show. I have now interviewed Beaver Builder twice. Love those guys. They are from the Bay Area. You know, got a little more love there. Just kidding. Um, but they're, they're just an amazing group of people and I could not be happier for them with their success. I use Beaver Builder for creating site pages, like I mentioned. And like I said, there is this huge, um, community around Beaver Builder now. There's a, a lot of people who absolutely love it. It's like game changing. And so there's all these third party developers who are creating add-ons. My friend John Perez has created some add-ons for it. There are, um, and I should put the link. There's a company that has created a sort of suite of add-ons and it's like 40 bucks or something. So there's, I, I think we're going to see this just keep growing, um, the third party support. And, and what's cool is that the guys at Beaver Builder totally support this. I mean, they'll let people post it in the Facebook group and, you know, they're really happy to share, to share what other people are doing with it as well. So Beaver Builder is, just fantastic. And I also see it just getting stronger and better. Um, it's not going anywhere. So the next one is Elementor. And it's just like it sounds, guys. E-L-E-M-E-N-T-O-R. God, you got had to think about that, even though I'm sitting here staring at the word. Okay, so this is the newest page builder recently that I've seen. And I'd say I'm loving it. I've I've really only played with it a little bit. And one of the things that I'm going to tell you, so like if you have used Genesis and Beaver Builder, there is a plugin called Genesis Dam Buster. And what that'll do is it'll overwrite because a lot of the new Genesis themes, the content is narrow, right? So it's kind of like a mobile width is almost what it looks like. It, it responds very well in mobile. Um, so what happens then is that content container, you need to override it to be able to do the full width stuff. So um, I noticed that when I was playing with Elementor earlier today that it was inheriting Genesis. And I'm like, because I just, you guys, I just want to test this stuff and maybe build a whole site out with it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm so sleepy, you guys. I'm sorry. My voice sounds so awesome. But so I have to look at that and maybe it's, maybe I'll disable the child theme and just play with Genesis. I don't know. Um, but I have to tell you, first of all, this is free. This page builder is completely free. And oh, in the post, I put free and then in parentheses, I put right now. And this is totally me guessing you guys. Um, but my guess is it's going to go towards the freemium model, right? Where the add-ons are, you buy the add-ons simply because I can't imagine, again, I can't imagine the support that goes into having one of these tools and and the, the, the conversations and the engagement and what around it. Um, but it is super easy to use. I will be doing an individual post on this. Um, it reminds me, it kind of reminds me of Beaver Builder. Um, you know, you can really easily create an entire site with this page builder. And the editor for Elementor is on the left. It, it almost makes you feel like you're in the customizer, but you're not. Um, meaning the WordPress customizer. And uh, I think I'm going to reach out to them and, and have them on the show and, and talk about the growth of this and because I think they've had, I don't know, 6,000 downloads pretty quick, but you guys, seriously, it's free. It's a free plugin. You know, I, I really do. I really like it, you guys. And I think the difference, like where I was saying, it kind of reminds me of Beaver Builder. It's like when you hover over the elements, 
you can see, but then the options to edit are on the left. And now we're Beaver Builder. If you hover over it, the window to edit is right there with you. So I, I would probably say that that's my preference um, at this juncture. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. It's free. So we'll we'll go ahead and leave that. And I will do a full post on that. Now, the next one is Visual Composer. And I think this is WP Bakery. I should have looked that up. I bought this plugin a couple of years ago, maybe. Uh, but I didn't fall in love with it like I thought I would. And, you know, I will go more in depth with this when I do the full post of visual editors. But um, so so Visual Composer, you buy it through Code Canyon. It, they've sold a boatload through Code Canyon. And it has both a back end and a front end editor. And we all know that I have a, <laughs> a preference for the front end editor. And, you know, I just, for some reason, it's like, I kind of have a hard time visualizing things in blocks when it's in the editor. Also white, I never really got into Divi, although holy moly, I'm going to tell you guys, probably I should have checked the email today, but in about a month and a half, the front end editor for Divi 3.0 is coming out. So I will be all over that because I do think it's a great tool. Um, but I just, I'm not a fan of dragging and dropping blocks and then going into blocks to edit it. And then I still have to preview, you know what I mean? So, um, it's just the way my brain works. So, you know, Visual Composer is one of the top selling WordPress plugins on Code Canyon and there are a lot of add-ons. Um, the one thing I don't like are the amount of short codes that Visual Composer leaves behind when the plugin is deactivated. Because I've had a couple client sites where it's like you look at the page and then a previous web designer installed Visual Composer, you know, licensed it and then they moved it. You're like, you know, too bad for you. <laughs> um, but truth be told, I've not looked at what is left behind on any of the other ones. So I should do that, right? I'll do that in the the post where we do a little bit of a video review on these. Um, but I think that uh, I'm sure, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sure they all leave stuff behind. But um, I don't know what it is. And I think maybe I will, well, think maybe I will be playing with Visual Composer more to do this post. Um, and I'll, I'll look a little bit deeper into it. And I think when I'm going to do this post, you guys, I'll show you how to use it. But I'm not going to go into like multiple videos for each. But I'll just share what I find useful, what I don't care about it. Maybe we'll do it from that perspective. Um, another one, and I had talked to these guys, the, the creators of this one. It's called Forge. It's also a more recent addition in this space. And guess what? It's also free. <laughs> Forge has the add-ons model that I was talking about with Elementor. Uh, but the core plugin is free. And I've only played with it briefly. Um, but it is a front-end visual editor. And the elements panel looks nice. I, I am definitely a geek about color and icons, uh, which they have both. Although I kind of like the cleanliness of the non-colored elements like in Beaver Builder or Elementor, where it's sort of the you know, or even, you know, Thrive, you can have it be a light elements panel or a dark panel. Um, but and that's Visual Composer. It's funny because I'm, I'm, they've got um, icons and color and stuff too. Again, I feel like I'm getting nitpicky here, but, you know, you have those preferences and some things feel more intuitive. And uh, so I haven't dug into Forge a ton, but again, it's free. And so the link to Forge is, is all the links to these plugins are in the show notes. Um, but but check out Forge also. And the beautiful thing, guys, is that, you know, um, some of these have templates. I want to say, hold on, I do think I have. Now that's Motopress. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Dang, I totally thought I had all these open. Um, but 
uh, I'm trying to think. I think Forge might have a couple templates. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit more in the full post. But check out Forge. Uh, another one that I've looked at a handful of times, I've not bought yet, but is MotoPress, just M-O-T-O Press. And I think I'm going to jump in and buy a license for the upcoming post, obviously. Um, it's got a similar feel to Beaver Builder and Elementor, but the editing pane is a little bit different. Um, and I haven't really decided where I stand on it. I've been playing with the demo a lot. Um, I definitely need to use it more. It is a premium plugin, very affordable, which mind you, you guys, these, any of the premium options here, you have to think in terms of how much of my time is it going to save me? So let's say, you know, one of, I can't even, I'm trying to think of the prices on these. Um, so MotorPress, I want to say it's 29 bucks. Beaver Builders at 47, 49. Thrive Content Builder, 67 for multi. I, I forget you guys, honestly. It's been a long time since I've bought any. Um, and Visual Composer, I bought that through Code Canyon a couple of years ago. Um, I will put the po- the prices, but what you want to think about is what's the ROI, right? So t- let's take the MotorPress. If you could save yourself even a few hours, it's profitable, right? If for, at $29 for a single license, now it depends if you're going to, what I would do is get a single license for any of these. And then when you find that you're using it more often than not, uh, like again with Thrive, you can build out an entire funnel with Thrive. It's it's amazing. Um, how much could that funnel make you, right? So you want to look at those things and and just I don't know what it is with the WordPress space, you guys. With oh twenty nine dollars once a year, it's a business. You need to invest in it. So um, a couple honorable mentions um, that I'm that I am not going to dive super deep into. And again, you guys, there there are more. This is just. I, I really think we're scratching the surface on this. Um, so the first one is the conductor plugin by Matt Medeiros. And I did a webinar with Matt, hmm, gosh, a year and a half ago. I should look at the post. Um, and I had him on the show. Uh, conductor is really more for content. Okay, you definitely use the WordPress customizer, um, but this is more for customizing your content. And so I have links to conductor plugin and you can check it out. Um, you can just go to conductor plugin too and, and look at, at how it's used. It's, it's not really, it inherits all of the style of the, the current theme you're using. Um, another one is velocity page. And this is a premium plugin that John Naster and Mark Jackwith, who is the lead developer at WordPress, uh, put out a couple of years ago. I haven't used it. Uh, but I think for the post, I will do, um, uh, I'll, I'll get it and do a full review of that, but you can check out velocity page and um, obviously with Mark Jack with, you know, it's going to be working with, I don't, I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. Um, but you know, it's going to work really well, right. With WordPress. Um, and then live composer is completely free and it's um, it is in the WordPress plugin repository. And the, one of the first things you'll see, it says there is no premium version available. Um, so I haven't tried it yet, but I will include it in the review. So, um, you know, just so if you look at this, you guys, maybe I could say so one more time. So I, <laughs> that was the first thing that came out of my mouth, right? But let's look at this big fat one, two, three, four, five, six that I discussed with three mentions, nine. I would, I would easily say there's probably 15 to 20 on the market that are pretty active. Now, when did I find Thrive? Mm, 20. 14, I think it was a game changer, you guys. So look at how much has happened in the last two years in this space. And 
like with the Beaver Builder guys, they, I think they had a million dollars in sales last year. Like it's not going anywhere. I think we're just going to see more options, more add-ons, streamlining, faster, better use of these tools. So it's something that if you're building sites, um, take a look at it, you guys. I, I really, I'm a fan. <laughs> and so if I'm a fan, you need to be, and I'm just kidding, you know, <laughs> it just sounded that way. Like, well, I like them. So therefore, um, anyways, there's my little sort of update on the visual builders, visual editors, page builders, whatever you want to call it. It gets to be a little bit wordy, but hopefully you know what we're talking about. So, uh, all right. So let's, let's talk about hanging with Troy Dean because that was such a friggin' blast, you guys. And again, you know, you know how I feel now about driving into San Francisco. It, it's so funny because I'm not, <laughs> I'm really not this antisocial person, but I, I like quiet. I do, I do better work. Um, I like going into San Francisco and it's so near and dear to my heart because of the family history, right? I was born in San Francisco, sixth generation, just it's in my blood. And so there is a love for the city because of the family history there, but I could never live in just in any city. We'll just go ahead and say that right now. Uh, but it was awesome. So Troy did this, it did this uh, month long trip and they've been going. He and his wife, Amy, who is super awesome too. Doesn't surprise me. Um, but they've been, you know, New York, Boston, LA. They've done a bunch of stuff and it's great. He is totally connecting everywhere he goes. And so he's like, Oh, let's, let's meet in person finally. And I was like, yeah. So they arranged a meetup. I didn't even know GoDaddy had offices, um, in San Francisco and they're cool offices, just like you would kind of think. And they should actually do. I was saying last night they should do more meetups there. Because it's, you know, it's really close. It's walking distance to Union Square. Um, they've got, you know, a couple floors, but then the windows overlook and you're like, wow, that's downtown San Francisco. Um, but it was really fun. And so I got to connect with a couple other people last night as well. Wow. That sounded like, wow, that was so much work to have this conversation. <laughs> oh, for the love, Doyle. You guys, it's like not even six o'clock, um, in the evening. And, but it was really fun. It was, you know, I, to say that hanging with Troy was as much fun in person as I expected is totally an understatement. Just a big hug and just, he's, he's as genuine and kind. And this is not going to be some crazy fangirl rant, uh, but he's just, he's a good guy. And I love the way he has, has navigated his journey, right? His business and how he stepped into each thing and, and a couple things that I can tell you just in, um, in talking about, you know, having known, known him for a couple of years and done a couple of interviews and knowing what he's done with his business, that he, he finds out what's working, what's not working. Um, and he, he takes the ball and runs with it. And so I know that sounds like, oh, okay, great. But so let's, let's do an example. So this rockstar launches that we talked about, um, quite a bit last night and I supported it and they'll be launching again in September. I'm actually going to go through it. And Troy's going to do this with me. So I'm going to sort of be a live case study. I'm really excited about this and to do a podcast course. But here, here's the cool thing is that he, you know, figured out when they, because he, he switched WP elevation from a, a straight membership to like a course where people start and complete. And they ended up with like a 65% completion rate, which if you didn't listen to the interview with him, that is huge. Most course, that is such a phenomenal completion rate for a course, an online course. And so he found out how that was working. But here's the cool thing is how he did this. And this is what he teaches too. But it's like 
just starts asking questions. What do you want to know? What would be helpful? That kind of stuff. Starts having conversations with people and they, they say what they need and all right, well, how much would you be willing to pay for that? And then they, you know, they start engaging and he's like, if I can get five people to pay for it, then I run with it. I think the first round they got 10 and did it kind of based on webinars, tweaked feedback, right? And everybody who comes in during this initial period is grandfathered in. And he's going to share all this with you because we're going to, I think we're going to do it. I'd like to do a couple series here with this building up to when they release it again and my experience in going through it. So he does that and then they do a beta two and the beta two gets like 30, 35 people or something. And then they do an official launch with the three videos, that whole thing. And they get like 87 people to sign up. So this was all in six months. But the point is he didn't go, I've got an idea. I'm going to make a course and then see if anybody, he's like, all right, I have an idea. It's sort of that minimum viable product. And he called it something else, which I cannot for the life of me remember right now. But so if you think about that, if you have an idea for something and you put it out there, don't decide it didn't work. You might figure out what element of the process didn't work, but you definitely don't want to look at it as though it flopped because it wasn't, you know, a six figure launch. Forget all that stuff. You guys, there's a way to do it and there's a way to do it correctly. And you would rather build an asset and something that's sustainable, which is totally what he's done. And it's like, he, he just gets on fire when he talks about this stuff, but it was just friggin' fun. I, it was a really great time. Um, I'm so glad we did it. We hung out. Then we went to a bar next door, which I said at the beginning and I'm repeating. Um, but it was just really, it was just fun. And, it was a good reminder to me. I get very hung up like, oh, it feels like a chore to go. <laughs> you guys, I'm really not a recluse. But it's also like, oh, you know, not not working outside of the house. It's like, I'm kind of a jeans and t-shirt kind of gal. And it's like, just or, you know, not feeling great about yourself. Like, oh, I don't want to. Anyways, no regrets. Just show up. That That's, you know, you've heard me say that before, but it really is just go and connect with people in person. Um, I, I, connected with two other women there. And I'm like, talk, let's talk. You know, they're both ones in Santa Cruz. Um, one's in El Cerrito. They're all. So I sort of consider a chunk of Northern California, the Bay area. It's really not but anybody that's within, you know, two hours driving to me. Uh, let, let's connect. I'm, I'm totally down for that. Um, so it was awesome. It was just, I'm really glad I did it. I posted a picture, which of course my hair looks heinous because uh, I need to get it straightened again. I don't know if you guys know this, I, or I should just start wearing it curly. My hair is naturally curly. And it's like after being sort of in anything that is remotely got some fog in the air, which San Francisco does, it's like, you know, fluff ball starts popping. So, but it was awesome. And so you will be hearing more about Rockstar Empire launches and my experience in going through it. And I, I'm, I'm super pumped about that. Dun, 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 dun. Here's the announcement. So, Freedom Papers podcast is actually, we have a launch date. It is August 8th. I am so friggin' excited about this. We, this has just been like, you know that you ever get that feeling, you guys, where it just feels right. You're like, this, this is, this is, this is it. It's not, I don't know, you know, as entrepreneurs, we get, I don't know about you guys, but I often have those ideas, right? Or this, oh, we should do this, or we should do this, or you see other people doing things. And this has just come from a desire to do it for um, a place of, I want to do this, this feels right. You know, John and I, I mentioned a couple weeks back where we have collaborated at different times and tried to find the right thing. I, 
I'm really at a point in my life where I do not force anything. And we just, you know, we're good friends. So we keep talking and, and it just evolved organically and it has been effortless. You guys, it has been totally, totally effortless, which is like my mantra right now. I'm doing what feels good. I'm working with who I want to work with. Um, and I am effing the hustle. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know, so as we're doing this too, like, cause ideas pop up. Here's the beautiful thing about podcasting or having a conversation or interviewing or, or hanging out with people in person is because you get validation for things and other ideas pop up as you're going through it. I don't remember which episode John and I um, are wrapping up the last episodes for the launch. <clears throat> we've already, re- I think we've recorded three. Yeah, we've recorded three. We've got two more to record and then we'll get on a regular schedule. But the week we launch, we'll have one every day. And so you start getting into this and it's been this, we have a, we have an outline and a structure and then there's this free flow kind of magic that happens. Right. And so these ideas pop up. <laughs> and So like I, you know, I want a t-shirt and I think I should, we should probably do, I wonder if maybe we should do video podcasts at some point and just wear these shirts, but I do want to get one that says F the hustle EFFF or whatever, because even if I were to do like F ampersand, you know, pound K, it's like, I don't want to walk around. <laughs> I'm not 20, but not that a 20 year old wants to wear that either, but my point, right? And then I said, the other t-shirt we need to get, and it's totally in line with this is I just want to get a t-shirt made that says notification of payment received. (laughs) Like, you know, nothing beats that you guys. How many times I said that? And I was telling the guys that go daddy, they're like, I would totally wear that, (laughs) you know, but getting notification of payment when you're doing something else for something you've already created, to me, and again, I don't care, you guys, if it's $7, if it's $700, as soon as you're able to get that notification of payment coming in, and maybe it's once a month, maybe it's twice a month, but it tells you it's possible. All right, this works. How can I take this and step that up? How can I take this and duplicate it? How can I take this so that it happens every day or once a week instead of twice a month or something, you know? step into that in a way that works for you. Um, but that is what we're doing with the Freedom Papers podcast. And poor John keeps saying Freedom Freedom Podcast Papers, which I don't know, maybe we should have changed that. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be a fun journey uh, as we navigate uh, attempting to say that every week. Uh, I'm just really excited. So if you guys wanted to sign up, um, you can go to freedompaperspodcast.com. And it's just to let you know when we launch the podcast, we will be monetizing this. There's going to be, um, uh, I'm not going to, sh- you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. But it's, um, I'm really excited. It feels really, really good. So that's it for this week. Was this kind of short? Isn't that funny? Like one week I can go from, okay, we're, we're about to 50 minutes. Um, it's, it's, you know, you never know. And I am still amazed at how many times I say, reach out, let's talk, let's have a conversation and people don't. So I would love to talk to you. Feel free, Skype, you know, email, whatever. Um, but I would love to hear from you. If you guys do want this, this visual builders post, let me know and I will go deeper. And then I would probably take the post and put it into a PDF, which is uh, kind of what I'm doing with this thrive ultimate guide. Uh, but the PDF, I want to get into some screenshots and stuff with the uh, uh, elements, you know, the editor, the editor options. Um, I had done a PDF for thrive a long time ago. Also um, a year and a half ago or something 
where I just did screenshots of each element because that's the tough thing with some of these things is that you can't actually see what they look like until you drag them onto the page. And that's why I recommend having a playground where you can do this, right? So, but what I, oh, I just had a brilliant idea. Maybe I should do just like one page that's, I'm talking you guys through my process and this is how this works. Uh, but to put the elements of thrive so you could visually see what they look like. So here's an example. You've got testimonials, right? Let's say you, there's six styles of testimonials, three with an image, three without an image, like for the photo of the person. Well, you don't know what that looks like until you drag it over. So maybe I'll do a dummy page that's just testimonials. I drag them all over and do one screenshot. Wow, that's much smarter, Kim. All right, I think I'm going to do that. Uh, but this is how we learn, right? Walking through it. So, you know, as always, guys, you're awesome. I love you tons. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I, uh, if you did not see in an email I sent out, it's been uh, September. Hello. July 22nd was the eight year anniversary of the WordPress chick. It was officially when I bought the domain name, the WordPress chick, not the WP chick. Um, but it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy to think eight years. Wow. And to feel like I'm just getting started in so many ways where I really feel grounded and solid in where I'm going and what I'm doing. And um, you guys are absolutely a part of that. My my business changed exponentially because of this podcast. So I thank you for that. And enjoy the last few days of July. I can't believe we're going into August, but um, wow, kind of crazy, huh? 2016, there's more of it behind us than in front of us. Where is the time going? All right. I can't even think of something witty to end with on that. I'm just getting punchy. All right, guys. I'd love a review on iTunes if you have not done so already. It totally makes my day. Um, and actually, I'm going to share really quickly. Uh, wrong website, Kim. We're going to just take a peek because I want to do a quick shout out to a recent review I got. Um, I should have started this, right? But at the beginning. Um, and this was from... I, I really bear with me. I hope I pronounce this correctly, but Arsha, A-R-T-T-I-A from United Kingdom. Um, I've only found Kim, AKA the WordPress chick recently, and now I'm addicted to the podcast. I'm a web designer developer, uses WordPress and her business insight completely resonates with me and my business. Keep up the great work, Kim. Thank you. That was, uh, in June. Um, I love the international reviews are fun too. So you guys love you tons. Thanks so much. Have a fabulous day and, uh, Tune in next week for another interview. And remember, Freedom Papers podcast. Go check it out. Just get on the list for that. And uh, I think we're going to do some fun giveaways and stuff too during our launch, which is going to be news to Jonathan since I just decided that I said this. Uh, Welcome to working with me. (laughs) Peace out, guys.